0: Classically one of the most divisive holiday staples, eggnog has finally returned to its rightful place at the forefront of holiday tippling. Growing up in the 80s, my parents always had a carton of pasteurized eggnog at Christmas time. I would watch mom add rum and sprinkle nutmeg on top and I thought it was magical. Of course, it would be some time before I added rum to mine, and then, well, it really was magical. In my defense, I was a young man, naive in the ways of biblity. The nog of the egg has fully fallen to the depths of capitalized cocktails, akin to abominations that are neon appletinis and vodka Red Bulls. Furthermore, the nog has also suffered from the reputation of poor quality, like those shots of Jose Cuervo in college that still keep you from enjoying a fine Añejo. As with most of the unfortunate drinks that have garnered a bad reputation via poor quality, when eggnog is done correctly, it can be a wonderfully complex and versatile concoction. Eggnog should be made at home with real eggs and good spirits, to keep one in good spirits. Now noggin it up always or nogging it up hasn't always been associated with Christmas. Eggnog, or or egg drinks in general, date back to the earliest days of colonial tippling, most notably a drink called the Flip, made with ale, rum, sugar, and eggs, then boiled to a froth using a loggerhead. The loggerhead was a metal rod with a ball on the end that would be superheated on a fire to glowing red, then plunged into a bowl of Flip, resulting in the popping, fizzing liquid subsequently poured into cups. If you're just joining the podcast, um, here's a fun anecdote that we've covered before. Sometimes intoxicated patrons would turn to using these metal rods as weapons, leading to the phrase, coming to loggerheads. The earliest written mention of eggnog was in 1801. By 1860, it had spread in popularity around the U.S. and sometime around 1871 was firmly in place as a winter staple, especially at Christmas time. However, despite not being printed, eggnog was in fashion way before 1801. Some sources actually have it credited to being created in England. Perhaps the most prolific purveyor of pasteurized partaking was none other than General George Washington. We go on a fascinating deep dive into George's love for the nog in our Christmas 2020 episode featuring a short play I wrote performed very poorly by myself. The only redeeming quality being the help from Mrs. Pawtiki. Notwithstanding my lackluster V.O. work, there's a lot of good info in there. Now, I've always sworn by the famous Washington recipe. I create it every year. But like most cocktail history, and American history at that, it's not without controversy. Old G.W. died in 1799 calling into question the authenticity of the recipe in regard to the 1801 first recorded date. Some say that George Washington did not write this recipe down, but it was recorded later. As I'm tired of revisionist history taking all the fun out of everything I was taught in elementary school, I like to believe the recipe is real, even if recorded later a la New Testament Gospels. We do have record of Washington's love for Jamaican rum, a spirit heavily utilized in the recipe attributed to him. I don't know. Next you're going to tell me he didn't chop down cherry trees or have wooden teeth? Balderdash! My inclination towards this topic aside, for our episode today, we jump ahead about half a century to 1862, when the godfather of cocktails, Jerry Thomas, published his book, (gasps) Let me take a breath. Bartender's Guide, How to Mix Drinks, or The Bon Vivant's Companion. Like the Hank Williams of his time, Thomas didn't create the idea of the quote-unquote cocktail, but he was the first to write them down and create an oeuvre of methods, recipes, ingredients, and tools. One of the drinks, forever etched into Americana by his nimble hand, was eggnog. Similar to most drinks of the day, eggnog was initially made by the batch. Early bartenders began recognizing the necessity for drinks by the glass, especially during the busy holiday season when the proverbial quick one was a commodity amid family visitations. Not to mention this was a time when the morning nip was not so frowned upon and eggnog made a lovely breakfast indulgence. Though the trend has seemingly made a resurgence with the brunch crowd where mimosas and Bloody Marys have made pre-noon self-medicating something of a modern pastime. Nonetheless, the following recipe is Jerry Thomas's single-serving egg, eggnog recipe. One tablespoon of fine white sugar, one tablespoon cold water, one egg, two ounces of brandy, one ounce of rum, and four ounces of milk. Fill, fill a—well, the first thing you want to do is in a tumbler or your shaker is put the sugar in the bottom, then add the water and dissolve that. Then fill the tumbler half with crushed ice, add the rest of the ingredients, and just shake vigorously. You really, really need to shake this egg up to get it to totally emulsify and totally amalgamate with the rest of the drink. Pour that into, or strain that into a, you know, whatever your holiday mug you like to choose. I like to use a little, uh, uh, like a holiday glass, like a stemmed glass with a, some snowflakes on it. You can use a little Santa Claus mug. You know, a little Santa face, Santa face mug. By the way, everybody has those mugs with the Santa Claus face on them. Like, it's was that the original Tiki mug? It's an, it's kind of weird. to Think about that. Well, before we go any further, as is our custom here on Pod Tiki, we always like to go live to tape for Christmas, and this year we're joined by a special guest, special guest, agrest or breast, my special guest, my good friend. Chris Husak, who is also my co host on the Share Your Buzz podcast, also uh, drummer, singer, writer extraordinaire in the band, the local Nashville rock band Malibu Blackout. So, everybody, please welcome Chris to the show. Merry Christmas, Chris.
1: Merry Christmas, Tony. Wow, what an introduction, man. Thank you, sir. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> I'm learning things oh. already. So, I already we got my a, dog in the. In we have that. a
1: dog on the podcast. We also have a cat meeting. She's right in front of me. Hello
0: mitty has been gracing the presence yeah. of the podcast for quite some time, and she's the dog in, just jumps in there now.
1: <laughs> I think she's in the Christmas spirit, and she's looking for some eggnog. Don't
0: there you go. Well, so cats like milk and all that. Jazz. They do like milk. I don't know if they like it with brandy in it, but, they, <laughs> but we'll find out. Um, so the recipe from Jerry Thomas's single serving eggnog. You know, usually I make that eggnog by the batch every year, mm-hmm. and uh, does it's this just, relate
1: to your? Was it rum chata? Rum?
0: Oh, th- sometimes I make that um the coquito, coquito which I haven't covered I on the podcast yet. Yeah. But that is, uh, i a I'm not gonna come with that. But this recipe is how to make a glass of eggnog just by itself. Yeah, because you always see it come in the jug or, or yeah. like a big punch bowl kind of a yep. thing. So yeah, and I think that I mean you've had some of my homemade before that I make in the batch, mm-hmm. and you can attest to the fact that. Uh, it's so much different than the store bought, like by the carton. I totally. I mean, it, it's special. It tastes yeah. really good.
1: Yeah. It's, and
0: especially with all the different rums or whatnot in there. And
1: it's super fresh. You know, it, it's definitely fresh.
0: So for this one, um, the specifications for this one are a uh, a cognac brandy, mm-hmm. which I have, um, and uh, what what Jerry Thomas in his book calls a. Uh, a, a santa cruz rum but that this book is from the 1860s nobody really knows what that meant or where that's from so what the best approximation is like a spanish style medium body rum like a golden rum like a
1: no Is santa cruz isn't that a city in puerto rico or something
0: like that i'm sure it is i'm I sure it's, it is. it's probably the city a city in a lot of latin american countries probably yeah, named probably santa cruz. Yeah, yeah. so who knows so today and, we're gonna go and, ahead no, go. and jerry
1: he's the real famous Tiki cocktail guy, right? Like no, he's...
0: Jerry Thomas is um, before Tiki. Okay. He is, like, from the 1800s. He created the book. Like, he was the first person to write <laughs> down bartending recipes. So he's, like, the
1: Webster of, of yeah. cocktails. Yeah. Got you. Okay.
0: So, and one of his was this drink. Cool. Um, the, but a lot of uh, a lot of sources for this episode um, I've gotten from a book by David Wondrick called Imbibe, and he talks a lot about Jerry Thomas and all the recipes, and one of the things he... Yeah, he, uh, he talked. If you're a purist and you want to know exactly how a drink was made and how it was invented, like it's almost impossible when it comes to classic like American cocktails because the 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 units of measurement was were different. Uh, like the you know a lot of times back then they would use they what they would call a wine glass was actually a unit of measurement. It was like a two ounce pour it was like a wine glass worth uh, because they didn't have the big giant. Tumbler wine glasses like we have You're now, sure, the big yeah. bulbs. You a know, bunch
1: of modern day alcoholic.
0: Exactly, a big old mega pint, mm-hmm. a big, big old uh, <laughs> like, like you see like a
1: commercial <laughs> or like or like a show and lady pours an entire bottle into one of those yeah. giant yeah. wine
0: glasses. Yeah, yeah, we were this. It, it was not a Johnny Depp mega pint back then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. So we're gonna use a um, we're gonna use a, a Cognac. Um It's it only runs about twenty dollars a bottle. It's not it's not the best cognac in the world, but it's Couple not the of worst. yaks in there. And um yeah and. Uh, it's I, I I didn't make sure I got one from France, so it's 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 you know, legit. It's legit. Is and this then Washington or one of the or founding or, you know Washington right used um, regular brandy in his. This one calls for, specifically for a cognac, okay, which has to be, come from the cognac region of France, okay. Um, and then for the rum, we're gonna use Diplomatico Montuano, which is like their standard, um, you know, amber rum mm-hmm. and that is from Venezuela. So, so
1: back in the day, you say this recipe is
0: eighteen sixty, maybe. This recipe would be from the well. Yeah, his book came out I think in the 1860s. Okay, okay. So who knows how long the recipe was around so before it got. What kind of
1: rum were they rocking back then? Is it similar to what you think we'd have well, now? Well,
0: like kind of goes back to what I was saying about the, whatever the Santa Cruz rum is. Okay. It's it's approximated to be a um, a light Spanish like or, or an, like like a light amber Spanish rum like mm-hmm. almost like a Bacardi eight year. Or Something like that, yeah. Um, we're using terribly spicy, yeah. Uh, honestly, a lot of the rum back then would have either been like a Spanish style rum from Cuba Uh or uh, what they called a a British style rum, which was actually Jamaican because it was a British colony, yeah. So it was a um, so a lot of Jim, so Jamaican rum would be like the darker stuff and the funkier stuff. I I use Jamaican rum, like the George Washington eggnog recipe calls specifically for Jamaican rum. Yeah, I know you love so, your Jamaican so, and I rubs. do love Jamaican yeah. rum. Um, but this one, this one calls for the the cognac and the and the Santa Cruz rum, and we're uh, we're just kind of I'm, I'm going along with David Wondrick, who wrote the book about Jerry Thomas, and says that Santa Cruz is probably your your amber, medium bodied you know, Spanish style rum. Gotcha. So we're using Diplomatico from Venezuela. Venezuela. So it also calls for fine white sugar, which is a uh, which is cool cuz you have to dilute the sugar into a couple of tablespoons of water. Is that like powdered sugar? Powder sugar. Okay. And it it actually does work like a confectioner sugar. It, it it dilutes so much better. Yeah. I don't know if if you've ever tried to like you ever have somebody make an Old Fashioned at home and they're mm-hmm. trying to do it like the no pun intended old-fashioned way sure. where you make it in the glass with a sugar cube or something yeah and cane sugar never really dissolves yeah so you get like that little sugar crumbs on the bottom yeah, unless you're using hot
1: water or something yeah which obviously you're not doing, so
0: yeah. with the with the sugar um the powder sugar it actually does dissolve in the shaker yeah and you can um yeah and then you just you add some some whole milk and a one fresh egg and it's it's crazy because isn't egg like that weird thing that um Sometimes you're told that it's bad for you to eat it raw, and sometimes you're told it's super good for you to eat it raw. Yeah. Like I, I don't get it. Is it the good? Workout or is it... guys swear by it. Yeah, you know,
1: and I think as long as your, you know, your eggs not sitting out, like you don't put it in a glass and it sits out for 30 minutes. I think if you're just consuming the egg raw, it's fine,
0: right? Yeah, I have to. I, I mean, so. you know that actual eggs, like like eggs, don't really have to be in the refrigerator. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I guess it's just a habit, but
0: yeah, they also are not. They're also when they come from the chicken they're not like pure bleached white either that's true that's true
1: (laughs) I wonder if that like you know when when you're cooking eggs if they're refrigerated I wonder if like in a restaurant they're probably not refrigerated they're probably sitting at the kitchen temperature and I wonder if that makes a difference in why I can never cook fried egg quite as good
0: as a restaurant as Waffle house or something even though it's like it's all about that griddle i think dude that hot. Griddle.
1: <laughs> i think so man like, you I'm know what i think it is man because we
0: whenever you're making eggs at home like you don't want to wait for the pan to get super hot yeah. you just you just throw them in there and turn turn, turn the oven on or turn mm-hmm. the stove on and throw the pan in there like when they make them on the griddle it's like super hot you get the crispy oh, edges yes, yeah
1: so good so good
0: you know i i know how to cook
1: eggs you know i guess uh easy over medium you know yeah hard, all that jazz
0: but they just never quite taste the same
1: that's a restaurant. I don't know what I'm doing. You know,
0: we can bring this back around to drinks, talking about... You can make... And I talk about this often uh, on the podcast. When you can make a drink exactly by the recipe that the person who invented it made it. But it's never going to taste the way that you. it might taste if they made it for you. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the drinks we cover on this show or the people who invented them are obviously passed on. But there are some modern people who, you know uh uh martin kate from smuggler's cove is a good is a good um like he wrote a he, his book has all his recipes in it and he's pretty open and honest about what he uses and ha- how to make his syrups and all that stuff mm-hmm. but it's still not going to be the same as if you go and you have the bartender make it there yeah. because they have you know the, they might be using the, the you know the counting method you know rather than pouring things out or maybe they you know maybe they you know we all use the jigger but maybe someone goes a little bit over the line, sure. and or a little bit un- a little bit under the line, or makes it their own certain way. You know, I know when I make a daiquiri for Faith, she likes a little bit less simple syrup. So I. I still I still put the customary half ounce, but I leave it you know, just shy mm-hmm. on the line, maybe you know, yeah. so
1: it's a little bit less. Well, I think that's one of the interesting things about cocktails. It's like it's all the maker has an influence on how it comes out, you know. It's
0: also a pain in the ass for someone yeah. who tries to do a podcast about how to make a cocktail when nothing <laughs> nobody's <laughs> recipe is the fucking same. That's
1: true. Well, see, that's why you gotta have your own book. See, you guys wait for it. Pod Tiki. Someone's
0: gonna come out with his own book one day, we know it. I w- I'm not opposed to that. That could happen. Also, uh, I got to apologize for letting the f bomb slip. I don't usually curse on this show, but it's uh, it's going to happen today because it's Christmas.
1: It's Christmas. You guys deserve a little present. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, actually, I have a couple of talking points put here down, but I think it's time to uh, just go ahead and make one of these, Let's do it. and then we can talk about it. So we're gonna sh- we're gonna hit a pause on the episode so we can make these cocktails. But due to the um, joy of the magic of, of editing—you're not even gonna gonna know. You're
1: a mean one. Get the sound of reheating in the background.
0: <laughs> All right, woo, that was fun, man. My I. I you know, you're out of breath when you, uh, you get, you're <laughs> you tired from shaking. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're getting old when you're out, uh-huh. out of breath from shaking drinks. Whenever you have an egg drink, you got to shake the shit out of it. You know, I guess that's those, you know, have those
1: muscles you don't use, you know, you don't think about it. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's not every day you shake something above your head like that. So here we go. Are we tasting this mm-hmm. thing?
0: Okay. So, my first, initially, mm. egg by the glass. Mm-hmm. Definitely tastes like uh like a fresh eggnog drink um it's it's a little bit lighter mm-hmm. when you make it fresh then like when you let it sit for a couple of days it kind of thickens up um it's definitely a little bit lighter
1: well i wonder too because we shook it over ice right yeah most eggnog I don't, i'm not sure that what the water no no in fact happens,
0: and and but... the the recipe that i make <clears throat> the batch it actually uses a heavy cream and mm-hmm. you don't shake it over ice so they're not they're not meant to be exactly the same this is a you know, like I said in the intro, egg drinks were actually very popular back then. Mm-hmm. And um, they weren't all thick and creamy like a Christmas drink. Yeah. So this is more of like an actual drink that you could... It's very, like, brunchy, right? Like, you could sit and have like a...
1: Yeah, I'm thinking, like, you could drink this... I'm not recommending you do this, but you could drink this before work. And it's like a nice little protein session. <laughs>
0: it does almost taste more like a like a protein shake you sort got your of, like,
1: egg you know like you could i will say this you know most eggnog you don't really taste egg. you can actually taste a little bit of the egg in there and yeah, that's not it's not that's not a bad thing
0: though. no no let, let's let's um the texture of it uh, i guess is what we've been commenting on it's not as thick as like a, a, a an aged eggnog drink it's a little mm-hmm. bit more of a lighter kind of um like like you said almost like a shake like mm-hmm. a like a shake you would make a, but as far as the flavor mm-hmm. goes you def it's definitely boozy you can yeah. definitely taste the, the brandy doubt. in there.
1: She's stout. I don't know yeah. if you'd want more than a couple of those. You'd probably... Need nah, <laughs> nah,
0: <don't>, nah, play. <laughs> 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 no, you... Um, it's definitely... It's, it's potent. And it's got that nice, like... What I like about it that's different than, like, an aged egg... Like, a milky eggnog is... This actually... It's more almost like a like a cocktail has a um, mm-hmm. like a liquid on the bottom and then a nice foamy head on top. Yeah,
1: I was gonna I was gonna mention the foam little head there. And it's really nice. It's tasty. And with the nutmeg you sprinkle on top, mm-hmm. it's so delish. Not
0: oh, so good. Yeah, it almost um, it mm. has the flavor of that um, like like a, a homemade eggnog should, but it's definitely a lighter texture, not as creamy, but um, But definitely that, that like the flavor of the fresh egg and the the booze, I think, are what sticks out most to me. I was gonna say, I
1: think I overstepped because I'm not sure. This is probably what you need for people had these in the morning from time to time back in the day. I mean, I mean, it was not as uncommon. Christmas morning, maybe they didn't. Christmas morning. I mean, I'll be having some Christmas morning this year.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it was actually not as uncommon back then. To have a morning tipple they called it taking one's bitters i'll take my ah. bitters in the morning
1: well isn't bitters is a cocktail too right isn't that like that lemon? The little well bitters just
0: like just like an addition to a cocktail but i think back then they just they would call a cocktail like taking one's bitters in the morning okay
1: because i've seen you know like period pieces or dramas where when they offer someone one a, a refreshment it's like this little one and a half two ounce glass well, before... Uh, some kind of yellow yeah. liqueur
0: sort of a thing. I mean, before... Um, you know, before we, we became, you know, gluttonous and alcoholic, <laughs> like, the actual... Mm-hmm. Like, sophisticated cocktailing was small, like, you know, a couple sip drinks. Sure, You yeah. know, even when I was growing up in, you know, Italian culture, it was like the, the old-timers would... You know, you'd sip on something in a very... You know, in like a, a sherry glass or something, mm-hmm. you know, an aperitif glass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, it was not, not the, uh, the giant mugs of, you know, cocktails with three ounces of freaking rum in it like we have now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's interesting, like I remember when I was over there in Croatia, during the daytime, everyone drank wine spritzers. That was the thing. Mm. Half wine,
0: half. Yeah. Yeah. Probably
1: water. You yeah. Know? That's what you drank all day. You know, if you were hanging out at the beach. And it's
0: something. not, um. It wasn't
1: beer. It wasn't It's not, looked.
0: It and it's not looked like down upon for a man to have like a spritzer. During no, the day it or wasn't something. a big it's deal like, at all. Like the most macho dude you've ever
1: seen over there, like drinking the spritzers, like it wasn't anything.
0: Nice apérol spritz. This <laughs> this could be that. Like, and I'm not a a milk drinker generally, but I mean, you add a bunch of brandy and a nice nice egg mm-hmm. foam head to it, it it actually is a it's a you know I got I have to admit some of these old classic like, um, you know pre-prohibition you know turn of the century cocktails they're they're decent if you adjust them to modern tastes True. and uh, but they were made for the palate of the time yeah back then they the booze was a lot stronger and and harder so the drinks would be a lot sweeter to cover that yeah. up
1: i'm sure there wasn't as much uh regulation or sure sure you know people making the actual liquor you know probably you know
0: yeah but i'm actually really surprised at how this like jerry thomas there's a reason why he's the master reason why he like he's regarded so highly because i I don't know if he invented this or that he just wrote this one down or perfected it Mm -hmm. but um this is one of the earliest eggnog recipes especially by the glass now when did he
1: live what was his kind of era
0: I went. We, did you not listen to the intro at all? Were you well, playing did, with the? Dumb? I don't know if you gave me. I know it was eighteen.
1: <laughs> the book he wrote was in eighteen sixty. No, I don't know, know when he, he would
0: have. Yeah, he would have lived. Um, lived to be an old man. I didn't know um, how far in the history. He let me see. Let me go yeah, back no. to the. Let me go back to the. Uh, gonna, I, gotta make him go back. I gotta scroll back. To well, the,
1: I, I mean, if he took the time in eighteen sixties to write a, a a book about alcohol, I'm sure he was probably well versed in it at that point. You know, so that would. Made him probably born in the early 1800s, maybe 1830s, 20s, 30s or so.
0: Well, let oh, me he see. Was,
1: he was a connoisseur at that point.
0: He was pre-prohibition, right? So it would have been turn of the century, 1900s.
1: Well, you said he wrote this book in
0: the 1860s. Am I going crazy? Here? No, he did. That's what I have written. Dude, you're making me call into question all my all my my, <laughs> my, my notes now.
1: I'm just going <laughs> to shut up and enjoy this drink over here. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm, I'm getting confused now. <laughs> I quit. I
0: quit. <laughs> no, okay. Yes, according to my notes, the Bon Vivant's Companion came out in 1862. Um, okay, okay. Which means, which is actually kind of, like cool if you think because because the so the I do remember this from reading that book that um, the cocktail is actually an American invention.
1: I was wondering. I was going to ask you is the yeah. American? But yeah, for yeah, that it's an
0: it's an American invention. The idea of a cocktail, the idea of mixing a drink into like a a, a cocktail glass. Like now we're, we're not talking about mixing liquors with other things like fruits and like punches go back to I'm you sure, know people like, have been doing that the you know, know. You know fourteen hundred. Oh. But uh, the idea of mixing a spirit with like a liqueur and some juice and putting it you know shaking it over ice and putting it into a a coop yeah. that is an american invention okay. so um and we he did something right there he like. was the first one to write them down and make that a thing and i can see this 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 glass of eggnog is definitely def- more like a cocktail mm-hmm. or even a little bit more like a punch almost like a, like a milk punch i could see this as a punch yeah Everyone at the, the party would
1: be getting nice and merry.
0: So that's actually one of the things that um, I had written down as a talking point. For you guys who are tiki listeners, um, Chris and I have done Christmas episodes of our other show, the Share Your Buzz show, for probably about... We, I think we have four or five years of Christmas episodes in. Uh, probably four. And so we've talked at length on the other show about like our traditions and our <laughs> favorite songs. and all. Actually... That, bring, that reminds me, um, we talked a lot on our Christmas episode a few years back about uh, Christmas songs and we talked heavily, extensively about one of your favorite Christmas songs being uh, The Pogues. The what? The Pogues yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. So I just want to say rest in peace because the, yeah. the lead singer just passed away mm, recently. I right? haven't heard so that. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. I'm, so, up, on, I'm up on the times. Well. Um, I only know, I get all my news from TikTok. So uh, uh, okay. so as long as, if that's fake, I'm sorry. But uh, Are you actually on TikTok? Or, or yes. You, okay. no, See, I don't have TikTok,
1: people. but I, I'm, I'm old enough. Like I'm the old guy that watches the shorts, mm. you know, on YouTube, like, which is basically a lot of TikTok. But yeah, I did not know that. So, and, but
0: anyway, the um, so we've probably talked about this on Share Your Buzz before. But as far as um, Pātiki, like it actually, I, I I always try to tell people, to people that um, that are that are try to get a little bit too holier than thou about the holidays. Mm-hmm. Like the traditionally the the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day were festive days. They were they're meant to party. Sure. People partied very much like old Fezziwig and in, in the Christmas Cow, right? Yeah, like yeah. those were traditionally days to like have a have a, uh, a, a engage in revels, and uh, it was. I, I it's I, not for you, Jesus. <laughs>
1: we're drinking,
0: but so to have a um, to have a a, a heavier a, a powerful nog mm-hmm. on this day would not be uncommon. This dog just will not it. She moment.
1: loves us today.
0: She wants to be i eaten. mean i've
1: definitely had like the standard store-bought eggnog mixed with like a whiskey or a brandy or something I've, everyone's done that i feel like what, like, like this I, is a whole nother level this is this is way better
0: yeah like i said in the intro my mom was always big on throwing a little bit of rum into the store-bought mm-hmm. stuff and, then yeah, with, the rum, and yeah. but when you have a homemade whether it's this by the glass cocktail or like a batch that you age for a couple of days it's you taste the difference, yeah. In a, in a homemade anything, really, like anything else, right? Like anything no. homemade is gonna be better. I
1: know it sounds crazy. It gives me crepe vibes. Is that am I weird to say that? Like, Mm-mm. like it reminds me of a nice, really nice light crepe. Yeah, like a, I can like see that. Like a breakfast, a sweet crepe. Yeah. you know, it's really good.
0: Yeah, it definitely has French kind of vibes in it. I mean, we are using an, a, a French liqueur, so or a, a spirit. So, so tasty. It is. Um, and the the idea of like i come from an italian family and we always party on christmas eve that's actually our we we party more on christmas eve than christmas day yeah so we're keeping it alive but i definitely feel like the holiday is supposed to be festive now whether or not you i'm not saying get hammered Mm -hmm. you know make it into another thanksgiving where everybody's getting into arguments and everything but but it is supposed to be, I believe it's supposed to be festive. You're celebrating. I think so. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think if you're doing it right, it should be. Yeah. I'm wearing a Grinch costume, so... Well,
0: yeah, but the Grinch... <laughs> I, I actually... Well, every... When you... You're a mean one. I noticed when you finished your eggnog that your, your heart didn't grow ten sizes. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the only... No, i was <laughs> <laughs> It's a confidence G- It right is... <laughs> Well, speaking of things growing from eggnog, this is not a health drink. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a special occasion, holiday only drink. Yep, um, it is. If I you mean, wanna, it's got a whole whole egg in it. So, it's got I a mean, whole egg in yeah, it. That's you know, I mean, that's what bodybuilders drink too, right?
1: Well, so, I know. I'm, so, that's what I'm saying. Two of those and a piece of bacon, man, you're good to go. It's basically for the health day. food, right? If yeah, it's got you're a, good it's, to go for the day.
0: No, it's a uh, yeah. I th- we offset the 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 health factors of the raw egg with the um the The four ounces of milk and copious mm-hmm. amounts of alcohol. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: now, Tony, are you much of a milk drinker? Or You just buy it for cocktails, or are you I
0: am not or? much of a milk drink milk drinker. I yeah. actually am kind of disgusted by milk. Are you? I'm a milk guy. I, I, a glass
1: every night before I go to sleep.
0: Really? Yeah, that's me. Uh, see, I see. I thought you were an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a
1: child on that. I, I will say, to my credit, though, I don't drink the red. I drink the uh, green top, which is like one percent. So. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a watered-down milk, but
0: it's still... I don't know. It well, sues like, the belly, man. When you drink as much as I do. Drinking a 1% milk and saying that you're not a milk drinker is kind of like being like, well, I'm not that racist. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you say one joke. <laughs> no, I... Um, I, I it, uh, it's weird, dude. I don't mind dairy. I'll eat cheese all day long. Mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, I'll drink eggnog and um <clears throat> even put a little bit of milk in like you know in your eggs if you want to fluff them up a little bit sure. something like that. Yeah. I I don't I'm not opposed to using it as an ingredient yeah but straight up glass of milk mm-hmm. I guess I fall into the category of people that um and I know it's kind of a cliche stereotype now but the whole idea of like we are the only species that drinks the milk of another species that as, is that's true. meant for babies it's, 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 it's and it's a little weird and we're it's also so we're bad. also not like I don't know how much this is true, man. I don't want to say we're not meant to do this. I don't care because I, I do believe that as time goes on, we can be meant to do different things. Sure. But I, I, I kind of feel like we're meant to drink like milk is meant for babies to grow. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a certain point. Were you supposed to stop drinking the milk like it's meant for babies? Well, I think that's
1: why like what a certain percentage of the population is, is lactose intolerant. Or maybe mm-hmm. I think it's higher, like only thirty percent of adults actually can digest the milk or have I heard that mm-hmm. or I don't I don't know if that's true, but
0: I don't I'm
1: proud to be one of the
0: I have maybe, a a uh, few the proud I mean I I, I I can eat cheese all day long and not mm-hmm. feel nothing. I guess but if but if I but I will after a couple of these eggnogs like probably you know have, have, things will be regular Tony's,
1: Tony be making a cheesecake. things will be regular <laughs> I'm, just, I'm
0: just saying <laughs> I love milk what can I say
1: glass of milk puts me right to sleep soothes the belly I love it it's not good for you though I think I like it was probably a TikTok or something um, and some guy was like you know the times you should or should not drink milk and one of them was like before you go to bed and I was like I don't give a shit <laughs> He's my language well you're supposed
0: body. to you're supposed to care. not eat like three hours before you go to bed, right? That's true. Take anything in. Yeah.
1: Remember when I lost all that weight, I was hardcore on my, uh, I did not eat anything after seven, but you know.
0: Yeah. That used to be my thing too. I also used to only eat like chicken and broccoli every night. And it works though. You get to a certain point where it you're works. like, I want to enjoy my life again. We
1: still got a couple of weeks before we have to start, you know, getting back on the old diet train.
0: I've been actually trying to be better this year and I actually, mm-hmm. I, I've done pretty well about being better leading up to it. And not just letting myself be like, oh, the whole holiday season, I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah, I'm actually trying to like, okay, I, we went. I, I went pretty deep for Thanksgiving on the on the overindulgence. I saw, I saw
1: your picture. You guys had the heck of a heck of a feast going on here.
0: Yeah, really so nice. we went. We indulged on that. You had at least one pie, right? So had yeah, we spot. had pie. We had nice. pie, and yeah, I I, pie. I think it's the only time of year where I believe I will have I will let myself just eat pie for breakfast. Dude, like, you got to do it. Pie this time of year. I love pie. It's uh, underrated. But then I kind of, I always try to reel it back in for mm-hmm. December knowing that I'm going to, the week of Christmas, is, I'm just going to go hard in the paint when it comes to cookies. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sugar cookies. I'm, my mom makes the, yeah. um, the, the, the the peanut butter cookie with the herky kiss in the middle. Oh, yeah. love those. Yep. I also like
1: the uh, the peanut butter crackers dipped in the white fudge.
0: Yep, and we have something. stupid you know, good. We have something in Italian culture called a panettone, which is like a, um, it's like a a sweet bread, like a fluffy sweet bread kind of, kind of thing. I look forward to that every year. That's like breakfast. Yeah. And then you like, you start your day with like some heavy sweet bread breakfast and then it just goes, it just goes from there. Yeah. And then of course all the eggnog and and then the wine. And then of course, because we're also from Florida, you can throw some margaritas in there too. I know if your dad's there, he's having a margarita. Uh, And my dad's a horrible influence because I love you, dad, but sometimes like I'll I'll show up at 11 o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve Uh and it'll be like he'll be like waiting for me to get there so that he has an excuse to (laughs) drink a beer with somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) So Tony, as a cocktail guy, you know, obviously you know a lot about this. I do not. Um, What are your thoughts on, you know, we're talking about, you know, trying to stay skinny, trying to stay lean. What's What's your thoughts on the skinny drinks?
0: I feel like if you're going to indulge, indulge. hmm and in moderation. Now I mean does is the that,
1: skinny vodka or the skinny
0: I don't buy into mixers, any of that. Does that? I I don't buy into any of it because uh-huh. I it's the same thing with um like sugar free ice cream. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, just do it. Yeah. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna I drink feel, a soda, get a coke. If you're gonna have a soda coke well that's also a health thing. Like if you get as long as you get a Mexican Coke that's got the real cane sugar in it. Sure. Like I'd much rather have that than some chemical fake sugar. Mm-hmm. And the hard part is, of course, uh, you know, the, the moderation thing. I think Oscar yeah. Wilde said everything in moderation, especially True. moderation. <laughs> right. But yeah, it, it's harder. It's easier said than done. Yeah. But ideally, that would be the thing to do. Like, yeah, indulge in a, the real treat when you want to have the treat. Indulge in a real cocktail when you want to have a cocktail. If you're going to have a margarita... Just have a margar like I don't get the whole skinny thing. Like it, mm-hmm. I make my simple syrup with rock. Well, that's P- big like, business,
1: you know. A lot of people they it is. Buy into it that. is. I didn't know it how is, you felt but about but it. That's yeah, of but is it
0: big business? Because I I hang out at a lot of bars and I don't see anybody ordering skinny drinks. Well,
1: I think that's you know people they're walking into liquor stores. You know, I'm, surely right? I know that was a big thing for a while. I don't right? even see it any much that skinny more. Skinny margaritas.
0: I think skinny margarita is this was whole conversation.
1: Yeah. Just moot point. Well, <laughs> I think it was like the. Uh,
0: Oh, it, it's and also they they put it in the skinny bottle to make you think that it was sure. like like when you order like when you get a Red Bull and they put it in the tall skinny bottle to make it look healthy uh-huh. or if you get a um uh like the Corona light comes in the skinny bottle yeah. and it's like which always is a pain in the ass for koozies because it it doesn't fit mm-hmm. then it's all loose in the koozie Nobody you know wants it's a like loose koozie no one wants to lose koozie it's like that one girl in high school you know?
1: <laughs> I didn't say it here for <laughs> I love it. Tony's already finished finished with his eggnog. I need to get on it.
0: Christmas season is in full effect. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, anyway. Um, Christmas partying. You should party at Christmas. Don't worry about being skinny. Let it go. Uh, speaking of not being skinny, no, I'm just kidding. Speaking of, not, of, of partying, um, let's talk a little bit while you're here, Chris, about... The album that just came out.
1: Oh, you gonna put me on the spot? Okay, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Malibu blackout. The nights were wrapped in gold. We spent more or less two years working on this dang thing, and it sounds amazing. Yeah, and we just now we're like we're getting in show shape is what I call it because when you haven't played live and cause, you know between COVID and, and, yep. and Corey having a baby, we hadn't played live in, shoot what three years something like that, and I didn't realize just how out of show shape I was. Not just you know, your body physically going through the motions, but when you sing on top of that, getting your chest and I mean, it's just crazy, man.
0: I can like, imagine. We've been busy. Um, well, we felt a little bit on the podcast as well. Like we, we haven't, we had an episode come out um, right before the album dropped where we actually had um, that was the, first the rest of the band back, back was, on. That was our first was, episode after, a little like, while. after COVID. <laughs> we actually do have a lost episode that never came out. Yeah. It was, that, that was one a little wild. There's but, <laughs> Uh, it, it, I mean, you can even Hopefully tell a little amazing. bit tonight. Like it's it's been a while since we've recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though we're pretty good friends and we have a good, we, we know what we're doing on the mic and we have a good talking record. Friends. I
1: thought we were really good. Friends. We are very
0: good friends. you know, I didn't want to I let love everybody this. love this man. <laughs> Chris is my best friend, especially my best friend in town. Beautiful and boy, we we're, we worked together on Share Your Buzz for we and we built we built that thing from the ground up for about three years, and we had a really good kind of like. Back and forth rapport where we we mm-hmm. didn't even need to talk before episodes anymore. Yeah, it was just very natural. But I noticed even even something like tonight, like
1: well, I blame myself. I know where you're going with this. Go ahead. I'm no, it, it's too. it
0: takes. You were talking about getting in show shape, uh-huh. like it getting back into a conversational rapport. Yeah, like on mic when you're not having the dead air and you. And yeah. I think you can be a little bit funny and whip, like sure. It's it's uh that's the one thing it I have takes, to work on it takes it takes a little bit like whip. that that improv takes a little conversational improvisation mm-hmm. yeah, takes it a little bit of time to get used to going back and forth again
1: oh yeah even just for you and i but i mean imagine you know putting a third or fourth party in there it's like
0: whoo takes a second you know it was just so weird after covid man coming yeah. back with it there yeah. and we're in a new space it's weird like i got it's it's i'm still getting used to it's tony's you know. new
1: spot beautiful place beautiful place they've got the christmas tree up back there it looks really good
0: we got the christmas gig up
1: yeah <clears throat> looking sharp in here guys I, you what. I have no Christmas decorations. That's how Grinch, lonely bachelor, and <laughs> I have nothing. I mean, I've got a few Christmas decorations. I just decided, you know what? Just me this year. I'm not putting anything out. Bug. But I do love Christmas, though. There's always a special heart place in my heart for Christmas. Well,
0: one of the. Um- reasons why I always try to do something special for the Christmas episode on Patiki is because it's a carryover from what we did on mm-hmm. our podcast because yeah. we always every year did like a big open Christmas party where we would have a bunch of people from the year all the guests from the year would come over at the party and we would leave the mics out and just go sit down and have random conversations throughout the night so it wasn't mm-hmm. really like a full Two hours at once. People could
1: come, jump on, jump off, however they want, you know, make themselves a cocktail, get an hors (laughs) d'oeuvre. It's good stuff. So it's Christmas. I'm in the Christmas spirit. Uh, Speaking of the podcast and and, and getting used to, you know, doing all this, again, I want to tell everyone out here Tony's one of the best dudes I've ever met in my entire life. And Tony's one of the the few, if not only, person that I can know I can go to 100% and be 100% myself. Tony knows me. And you're the one of the only people in my life that I can open up to, let my guard down. I just want to say Merry Christmas to you. Oh, man. Uh, Merry to, Christmas, I brother. You know I appreciate that. that. I feel you. the same way. Thanks for and, having me. Uh,
0: you know, there was one time a long time ago, and I um, years ago, when we were driving down to Florida, we did that little weekend in Cocoa Beach. And I remember in the car. You know, you're in the car with somebody, and you kind of, like, you start talking, and then the conversation runs out. And I always said, you know, you know that you, you've gotten, like, close to somebody mm-hmm. when you can just sit in close quarters and shut the f up yeah and yeah. like just not talk for a while and that's just kind of be comfortable with saying nothing well that's and, why
1: one of the things i like about you because you know i tend to i mean I, sometimes i'm not i'm not always a talker you know yeah. especially when i drive you know i'm just like if i'm driving of course i'm not you were driving that time like a grandma the whole way but <laughs> oh my god guys I Tony, to I like, i love tony but Tony refuses to use his cruise control. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this dude will drive down the interstate. And what's happening is like a, his his speed goes along with the conversation. So like if he's really like pumped up about a conversation, he's got a point to make, he'll speed up to <laughs> seventy-five miles an hour. But then when you start talking and he's like listening, he'll slow down to like sixty miles an hour on the interstate. There was at least one or two times where I had to be like Tony,
0: you know. Yeah, you're not the first. We're doing person about to say 15 that. miles you're not under the, first the speed
1: Beyond <laughs> the other interstate, people just <laughs> whoo, whoo, whoo,
0: So what I like about so my wife just got a new car, and what I like about it is that her cruise control <laughs> is like adaptive. Excuse me, guys. So I'm getting over a cold. <clears throat> you set like how many car lengths you want to stay away from the car in front of you, uh, okay. and it will speed up or slow down so you don't have to speed up or slow down with traffic. It does it for you. Gotcha. And yeah. if you get around the car, it'll speed like so that that takes away from all of my talking and uh
1: yeah, yeah. no I enjoyed that though it was fun, it was fun. no I um dance, Chris, you know, you're how, gonna... you know, you know how, like uh, when your friend is doing something that you're like you're like oh I kind of want to say something but it's not a big deal but should I say something there was a couple times I remember that first time I called called it out I was like I was like damn I don't want to say nothing like Tony we're doing 55 and a 70 right now <laughs> It's like Dude, I have slow a... Slow poking down the interstate. I love it.
0: I have a... Uh, a brother that... And I'm not my actual brother. But I have a friend who you know. because Dude, his was, name start with a B? It, it was one of the four of you that was in my wedding party. Who does a certain thing when he eats that annoys the freaking diving daylights out of me. Yeah. And I... And I love this guy like he's my You don't my, have to say who so, he is,
1: but say what he does.
0: But it's a it's a mouth smacking thing. Oh the smack. And, oh. and when uh, I love this guy so much. I love Fuck. him so much. He's like my he's like my brother. But when he but and I've never said anything to him, but it bothers the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah. You gotta
1: confess, you gotta come clean. <laughs> it's like like bro. <laughs> we won't say his name, but I know who you're talking about. But um Good man.
0: No, nah, Chris, I at mean, that man, I wasn't expecting the podcast to go there tonight, but I do appreciate it. Well, I wanna let and, uh, you know
1: how I appreciate you during the holidays, you know. I we have always, a very small family, so I don't do a lot of family stuff. It's yeah. Very, very close quarter. There's literally that is a handful of us.
0: Kinda of one of the things that, you know, there's been a there's been the few odd and end times of years where we actually have a bunch of a bunch of us haven't been able to go home. Mm-hmm. You know, you like you know, you're lucky enough to live, you know, with close to family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of people in Nashville have to travel or transient yeah. people. So, yeah. but there's, there's been those weird years where we've been, we haven't been able to go, you know, Faith and I. And one of the, some of the greatest memories, um, what made those years special, not being able to go home was the fact that we had such a good, close, like neighborhood family mm-hmm. here yeah. and we able to, you know, you know, do dinners or just go out for drinks or do something special to make it happen.
1: Yep. Have one two many at someone's crib. Yeah,
0: no doubt. It's, let's just say it's a good thing that when we were doing our Sherry Buzz podcast that we were we lived in the same apartment complex and all, one of us only had to ride a little, walk a little bit home.
1: Oh, yeah. Salud. Those drinks are finished. They were delicious.
0: So, well, that is the Jerry Thomas eggnog by the glass. What mm-hmm. did you think, man? It was like let's just recap. It was definitely different than like a a standard like. You know creamy eggnog it you, was okay can i my favorite
1: thing about this drink other than just that it tastes amazing is that i don't feel full i don't feel overwhelmed it's not yeah it was you know what i mean yeah you don't it, get bloated like a creamy no, eggnog no it's not like your store-bought stuff it was very smooth and like like you said much like a cocktail so i really enjoyed that aspect of it
0: i think i really liked the fact that when it's shaken with the egg in it, fresh, it makes that frothy head on top. Oh, so and when you put nice. the nutmeg on top, it kind of makes this, like, foam. Mm. Almost like a coffee foam, like a latte mm. foam, you know, with the...
1: Yes. Yeah. It was very delicious. Thank you, Jerry.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jerry Thomas. Yes. From 100 years ago. <laughs> yeah. We're still drinking your
1: drinks, and they're still delicious. Hey, man, you know what's funny? It's like most of us, our <laughs> names will know, will not go down in history. But here's two guys, random guys in Nashville, Tennessee... Yeah. Who are mentioning this man's name because he decided to write down some cocktails? And, and you know was, what? You know? Even
0: the living in infamy, I think, is better than living in fame mm-hmm. because, like, think about it. Like, no one. There's gonna be no like we we do a podcast, and so our point of views. And our like whole life is going to be on voice like forever. It's out on there. On the internet. It's out forever. there. Hope There's, no mis- <laughs> There's no mystery to like everything that we do is on is on Facebook or on social media or yeah. even if you're not on social media, if you do anything creative like a band or a podcast, mm-hmm. your life is on the internet forever. Yeah, it's out there. There's no mystery no. to anything. No like logic. I think what makes our grandparents cooler than us was the fact that even if they were doing the same shit we're doing, there's the mystery of maybe they, maybe they weren't, maybe they were doing mm-hmm. something else. Like, you, but you, you never know. Yeah. Like,
1: and those that were famous, you know, they were famous, man, because there wasn't as many of them. You know, you can so. get
0: away with so much. Uh, maybe Jerry Thomas was a lame duck and who didn't do anything else with his life, and he just got lucky by making some cocktails. But yeah. he has this legend now. That hey, is, a couple of blokes here in Nashville mentioning yeah. his name, drinking his drink. Think about all the people in Hollywood that used to be, like, have all these great stories. Like, you can't... I mean, those are never... If they do have those stories, they're behind closed doors that we're never going to know. Because everybody's got a freaking camera everywhere you go now.
1: A camera, and they're trying to cancel you, and they're trying to, you know, whatever. But we're not going to go into all that stuff. Yeah, i no politics on this. I point. think I've been cancelled
0: and then I got renewed yeah. and then cancelled again. Like, <coughs> yeah. I'm like uh like it's like Family Guy, you know how they got cancelled and then picked back uh-huh. up again? Yeah. I got optioned for uh, in, in sweeps. I got optioned. I came back, they picked me back up again. <laughs> they picked the pilot back up. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then I think after this show I think I might get cancelled again. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, we had a f bomb in there and I think we had a, 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 a So if,
0: if you guys <laughs> want to check out some of our older stuff on share your buzz. You can just, there's actually a link which says S Y B archive. It's under, um, on the Podtiki website. You can go there and check that out. We have some, we have a latest episode, a new episode with uh, Malibu blackout. And then we have another one coming up. Um, we're, we're getting a slow start. It's like a train starting up again. You know, it's, we're getting a slow start. It. we had a good run and go shoveling the colon. Yeah.
1: We're building up so, some, um, some steam.
0: We got a couple of bands lined up for after the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of the old friends coming back, some new people that Chris has lined up. And then, uh, so we'll see more from Sherry Buzz at SherryBuzz.com or go to PodTiki.com and click the SYB link. Uh, You can also find Malu Blackout on Spotify and and iTunes. and All all the
1: iTunes, all the places you can get music, you can listen to it free on Spotify. And by the way, we've just like, we've just assembled an arsenal of... of, uh, new t-shirts and hats and all kinds of gear oh, nice. so, so nice. When, people, when you come see us live we're going to have all the goods all the t-shirts all the hats all the stickers all the good stuff
0: so well you guys also besides besides being um and you know you uh you said some very nice things about me earlier let me return the favor by saying uh one of the reasons I I, I have gotten very lucky to where we have a few like I don't, I don't know how this happened. Maybe because uh, maybe I just weaseled my way into better people than myself. But all other people that we usually have on the show, including yourselves, are people that I would actually listen to or follow whatever it is they do. Like all, all of mm-hmm. our visual artists, all our painters. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have. I still have the Hunter S. Thompson on my wall that beautiful, That Adam Crutchfield painted for me from the podcast. Portrait. So But you guys, I love what you guys do because it is not... Um, it's not aged in any way, but I can tell our influences are the same. We come from the same generation, so I see where yeah. you guys get your influence from, and, and you know, I, I appreciate hate, that. Well, I'm glad you say that. And you know, you hate to as an as an
1: you know a little bit of an older musician, right? You hate to be pigeonholed to a certain genre or sound, but it is what it is, man. Like, but I think it, I, one th- cool thing about Malibu Blackout, it crosses. Different hours yes. and different sounds, and also we've been in the studio. We've got three new tracks we're working on. Nice. Oh my god, dude! Damn, you just so released good. an album. You got three, yeah, new dude. We, and they're they're banging, and they're a whole new kind of a sound. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so and excited.
0: when I say influences, I don't mean that you sound like those. I mean I can tell the, yeah, the know, nuance of the influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this latest record was um, there's a lot of different sounds on there. Actually, a couple mm-hmm. of different m- motifs and things, and uh, I guess you'd call it, you know, I'd call it a basic standard, you know, your Nashville rock and roll. But there's a lot of, uh, you got a lot of different vibes on there. You got some things sound like southern rock, some things sound a little sure. bit, some something, things. That one song even has like a country, like kind of twinge lick to it. So, no, so no. it's, uh, no, it's, um, and I really dig the writing. I really, I mean, you guys all sound great. So. The lyric writing is good. The melody... In fact, I'm jealous of the melodies, actually. I wish I could write melodies like you you guys. Tony and I are
1: still talking... We always talk about this. We're still talking about writing a few songs together. So we can go to Bluebird Cafe and and play those things.
0: So, um, yeah, I'm excited. I want to hear these new tracks, actually. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So, if you guys live in the Nashville area, check out Malibu Blackout's social media for all the tour dates and stuff like that coming up. I think you guys... I'm not sure when this show will drop, but... Um, you have a gig coming up on the 22nd. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, December 22nd. Yeah. Twin kicks too. we got at the five spot, um, February 10th. So, so that should be good.
0: uh, Uh, Anything
1: else you want to, anything else you want? Well, you know, peace and love and, uh, shout out and prayers for all those people that lost their lives in the, uh, tornadoes
0: again. Uh, So I don't mean to bring it down the end of the
1: podcast, but here in Nashville, we, we, we
0: recently, uh, suffered some some inclement weather this mm-hmm. past weekend so right, it's really tough right before the holidays so, yeah, so our uh you know our prayers go out to the people that are still dealing with that yeah it's rough you know
1: but the holidays bring people together and hopefully the community will come together and yeah. just like yeah uh,
0: yeah it's gonna be good sorry need me to break it down The end. no
1: <laughs> we should say um, something really nice and fun and positive
0: before <laughs> <we talk. laughs> you know what's what's more fun and positive than uh than drinking eggnog and reaching out to your fellow man and, you know, wishing everybody the best this holiday season. Yeah, guys. Um, again, I can't thank you guys enough for listening. Thank you, Chris, for hanging out with me tonight. My pleasure. Thanks so um, much. For check out me. My Blue Blackout. Check out Share Your Buzz. And for you guys listening, um, you can find the sources for this this episode at the blog post under com. But I'll tell you right now, there's only one source. It was Imbibed by David Wondrick. It's a great book. Check yes. it out. Um, check hey. out this. Go ahead. I was say make this drink yeah it's amazing it's it's good and it's easy it. it's easy a lot of cocktails are like you gotta find weird ingredients and like hard to find stuff no uh-huh. powdered sugar some some fresh water um whole milk an egg and then some cognac and some rum and yeah. bam you're good to go
1: something there's very holiday-esque things to have around yeah it, so yeah, yeah. I think you, you
0: know. um and you know try eggnog for your try some homemade eggnog for your next brunch even if it's not you know, you know what I want to do? I want to bring out, like, in the middle of, like, July next year. Just yeah. bring out some eggnog for brunch and see what happens.
1: Hey, you, you pop that drink out. I don't care what time of the year it is. People are going to enjoy it. All
0: wow. right, guys. Keep it tiki out there. Thank you so much for listening. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and all the things in between that you guys celebrate. This is a time. Uh, winter solstice, yeah. if you're a pagan. You know, more power to you. <laughs> this, is a, this is a time for no matter what you believe in, or if you believe in nothing, if you just believe in hanging out with your family and friends around the holidays, that is perfectly fine too. So that's what this is. This time of year is supposed to be all about, which is why we always try to do a special episode for Christmas where we get live and we get loose. So um, I just hope you guys all there have a very safe and happy holiday Christmas season. And we'll come back after the first of the year with some more hardcore tiki stuff. And uh What else can I say? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Peace and love, y'all.